the Lord Tree of Life Church, and welcome to a night of looking into the Word of the Lord, our Wednesday night midweek Bible study, and uh, we're excited that you've joined in tonight. Haven't we been having a great time in the Holy Ghost on Sunday mornings? It's good to be able to worship together again, and we know not everybody is able to get back just yet, but uh, more and more are able to as each week passes, and uh, we're looking forward to more and more joining as they feel comfortable and as, as uh, is appropriate. Uh, but we're thankful for all of you tuning in tonight. This has been quite a journey. Uh, we are making our way back uh, responsibly uh, and carefully to a place of being able to just worship the Lord together and share the word of the Lord together. And so we're making progress uh, and keeping our eye on how we can continue to make progress. And so we want to keep you informed of that. I do want to tell you that though we've enjoyed being able to share the word of the Lord in a midweek Bible study format via live stream, but on July 8th, our plan is to hold midweek service live. Amen. On July 8th. And we'll be following the same uh, safety protocols as we do in our Sunday morning service. Uh, but we uh, will have the one service on Wednesday night, July 8th, 
and uh, our plan is to continue our midweek services at that point. If we've ever needed church, we need church now. And uh, it's been a, a, an amazing process these last three months. But I'm thankful that God is the keeper. He's the keeper. He's our shield. He's our buckler. He watches over us. And he has indeed kept us, and he'll continue to do that. And so we're looking forward to that. So mark your calendar if you're able to come. And if you're not, we understand that. Uh, we do know that we're still in the, in the midst of navigating this uh, virus that is out there. So we're not wanting to downplay that at all. And those who feel that they need to watch safely from a distance uh, for a while, please know that we understand that. And those who feel comfortable coming and being a part of midweek service, we want you to feel the liberty to do that. We'll be providing further details as July 8th approaches, uh, but we are excited to be able to announce that to you. Tonight I want to begin a series, and uh, we're going to begin a series called The Miracles of Jesus. The Miracles of Jesus. We want to get our eyes upon the Lord. The Bible tells us to do that. The Scripture says, looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Sometimes you feel like you're in the middle of a particular chapter and you're not sure how that chapter is going to end up, but he is not just the author of your faith. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He has all things in his hand, and that's why we trust him, and that's why we look to him. So tonight and and for our midweek services, we're going to look to Jesus, and we're going to talk tonight about the miracles of Jesus. And our first miracle that we're going to talk about is when the blind see, when the blind see. Reading from Luke chapter 7, and we'll begin at the 11th verse, the word of the Lord says this, it came to pass the day after that Jesus went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the buyer, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea, and throughout all the region round about. And the disciples of John showed him of all these things. And John calling unto him, two of his disciples sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come? Or look we for another? When the men were come unto him, they said, John the Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities. These are the miracles of Jesus. He cured many of their plagues. He cured many of evil spirits. And unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard. How that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, to the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Amen. And I want to talk to you tonight about when the blind see our first lesson in the series, The Miracles of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your great miraculous power that is bestowed upon your people and upon your church. Lord, we need your miracles, the miracles of, of heart change, the miracles of, of shining the light, the miracles of your glory and your grace and your love. We ask in Jesus' name that your word will go forth as the sharp, 
two-edged sword that it ears, piercing even to the dividing asunder of our soul and spirit. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that your word would have free course and we ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. When the blind see, Jesus stood up in the synagogue in Luke chapter 4 and he explained that he had, in fact, was the, he was the fulfillment of the prophecy of the great prophet Isaiah. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, he had taken the book of Isaiah and he began to read and said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Jesus was letting them know, I am the fulfillment of this great prophecy of the prophet Isaiah. And those things he came to do were to, to preach the gospel to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captive, recover sight to the blind, and set at liberty them that are bruised. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That is what Jesus came to do. Jesus was the answer then and Jesus is the answer now. Our world needs Jesus. We have always preached and declared and sang and believed that Jesus is the answer. And we know in our own lives that Jesus is the answer. And now that our world is seeking desperately for a solution, we can't go grappling, searching for some other solution, this is the opportunity in the moment to declare that Jesus is the answer. What we've always believed, what we've always known, what we've always preached, Jesus told us to go into the highways and the byways and to tell people this great truth. He said to preach this gospel to every creature. He said to go into all the world and preach this gospel. And so we cannot cower now. We cannot sit back and start trying to search for worldly solutions. We have to stand up and say it loud that Jesus is the answer. Hallelujah. The first recorded thing that God said in the scriptures is this. Let there be light. Let there be light. And the Bible says that there was light. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, as you understand the Genesis account of the creation, over the next few days of creation, God would create this marvelous world in which we live. And it was created by the wisdom and the prudence and the knowledge and the counsel and the strength of Almighty God. But before he created anything else, before he brought plant life, fruit, vegetation, and even man, before he did any of that, God said, let there be light. Light is the basis for God's creative purposes. Light is the basis for sight. It is because of light that we have sight. Without light, we have no sight. We cannot see in the midst of complete darkness. There has to be some measure of light in order for us to be able to see. Now, the scripture teaches us in John chapter 1, it speaks to this light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In 
Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Hallelujah. Okay, I want you to hear what that says. In Him, the Word of God that came forth, in that Word, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. When the Bible speaks of the life, singularly focused, the life, the Bible is referring to the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ lived the life that you and I are supposed to live, but because of our weak flesh and our stubbornness and our rebellion. We are incapable of living the kind of life that is acceptable to God. So God became a man and lived the life we are supposed to live. And in him was life and that life was the light. And that light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehends it not. The darkness cannot even understand it. That's why our world today continues to grope in darkness. Because they cannot understand with carnal thinking the great life and light of Jesus Christ. The Bible said that the carnal mind cannot understand the things of God. The Bible teaches us that the world calls God's wisdom foolishness. And the world calls Foolishness, what is really foolishness, they call that wisdom. The Bible teaches us that the world calls evil good. And then when something is good, they call that evil. That's the world we're living in. That's darkness. And the only thing that can bring vision and sight is for the light to shine in the darkness. So what is the light? The light is the life of Jesus Christ. The life he lived. The life he came to give us. Remember that the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus is come that you and I and whosoever will might have life and that more abundantly. Yes, Jesus came to literally, physically, naturally Open the eyes of the blind. I don't want that to get lost in this lesson tonight. While I talk, of course, about spiritual sight and spiritual vision, I want you to know that God is a healer on a physical level as well as a spiritual level, on an emotional level, a relational level. God is a healer. With his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that God is able, in Jesus' name, to heal every brokenness, every sickness. He is able to heal our world of its pain. He is able to heal the most hopeless of circumstances. The power and the grace and the glory of God is able to step into any set of what we may consider to be hopeless circumstances. He is able to step in and apply the healing that is needed. Hallelujah. He is our healer. On a physical level, he's a healer. On a spiritual level, he is a healer. I want to take these uh, principles of even his physical healing and apply them to all manner of healing, particularly as it relates to the Revelation or the vision or the sight that God brings to his people. One of the problems that our world is facing right now is that the blind are leading the blind. We have blind people seeking blind people for solutions. And the Bible describes this condition. The Bible says that the blind lead the blind and they both fall into a ditch. What is it that's happened in our world? Our world has fallen into the ditch. Because the blind are leading the blind. Spiritual blindness can only be cured by the miracle working power of the grace of Almighty God. This is the time for the church to stand resolute in our exaltation of Jesus Christ. 
It's time for the church to lift high the name of Jesus, to, to, to adore him and exalt him and lift him up. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men, hallelujah, unto me. From the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, notice what happens in this great messianic prophecy. Uh, we already referenced how that Jesus used the scroll of Isaiah to describe that he was the one Isaiah was speaking about. And here again, Isaiah speaks about the Messiah to come. Isaiah 60 and verse 1, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. Gross darkness. That's describing a condition of total darkness. Gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. This is a... Description of when Jesus will come. The Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light. That's referring to when the Lord poured out his Holy Spirit upon the Gentile people. And kings shall come to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. Here he's talking about sight. He, he, could not, he could not prophesy verse 4 until he prophesied verses 1, 2, and 3. Okay? Here look at verse number 4 of Isaiah chapter 60. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. That's what God wants all people to be able to do. He wants them to be able to see outside of their depravity. He wants them to see outside of their brokenness. He wants them to see outside of their bitterness. But they can't do that until the light has come in their life. Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3, again, Arise, shine, for thy light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes and see. And all they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see. Again, he's talking about the miracle of sight. Then thou shalt see and you shall flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. Now, when God talks about the sea all through the scriptures, he's referring to people. When the Bible speaks of mass multitudes of people, it's referring to, it many times refers to them as a sea, a multitude like the sea, a, a, a many waters in the book of Revelations it, 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 it mentions. And, and so, the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. This is talking about a conversion of people on the scale of which we have never seen before. And this is why so many preachers came forth preaching revival, revival, revival. We must never lose that revival fervor and that revival passion and that revival message in these difficult times. It is important for us more than ever before to anchor ourselves to the truth of the fact that God, hallelujah, has poured out his spirit upon all flesh. And this is a time for people to receive the Holy Ghost. This is a time for people to be baptized in the name of Jesus. This is a time for people to repent of their sins. And all of that happens because the light is shining upon them. This is revival time. Hallelujah. The Lord is lifting us up out of the darkness of this day. He's lifting us up out of the brokenness of this day. And he says it's time for revival. 
And it's time, hallelujah, for a great light, the glorious life of Jesus Christ to be exalted, not only in our words, but in our deeds and in our lives and in the way we live and the way we talk and the way we treat people and the way we worship and the way we preach. Jesus is to be exalted. Oh, hallelujah. So yes, Jesus came to open the eyes of people on a natural level, but he, but he also, and even more importantly, came to open the eyes of the whole world on a spiritual level to shine the glorious light of his life into their darkness and cause them to see the truth and to see the way. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 10, beginning with verse 46, I want to bring to you one of the great uh, miracles of Jesus performing a miracle for someone who was blind. And here we're going to read about a man by the name of Bartimaeus. People call him blind Bartimaeus. I never could understand that because the way the story concludes, he's not blind anymore. But we kind of do that sometimes. We, for instance, we'll say the woman with the issue of blood. Well, she's the woman who used to have an issue of blood. Because one moment in his presence, praise God, healed her of her issue of blood. Or we might say doubting Thomas. Well, he used to be doubting Thomas. But now he believes because he has seen with his eyes, hallelujah, the glory of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So he's not blind Bartimaeus anymore, but here he is, and here's his story. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. They came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho, Jesus, with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Notice what, what Bartimaeus did. Bartimaeus, the Bible said, he called unto him and said, Jesus, thou son of David. That is evidence that Bartimaeus knew who Jesus was. He knew that he was not just a great teacher of that day, but that Jesus is the Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah, foretold by the prophet Isaiah, foretold by the prophet Zechariah, foretold by the prophet Moses, foretold by the prophet David, and on and on. Thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And Jesus called unto him, and they said to him, first they tried to quiet him down. Society will try to do that to you. Society will try to tell you it's no use. Be quiet. Stop seeking God. Stop seeking the answer in Jesus. I'm telling you, society will do everything they can to try to shut down people getting in touch with Jesus Christ. And the reason is because they are of the darkness and they are of the devil and they have given themselves over unto this father of liars and they have believed his lies and the only way they can come out of that bondage is to see the great light. Hallelujah. So don't be discouraged when society tries to prevent you from seeking Jesus Christ. Cry out the more. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And the scripture says that they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. Oh, if you could hear him call your name right now. If you could tune in to what Jesus is saying, you would know he is calling you be of good comfort. And I say that to everyone watching and everyone tuning in. Be of good comfort. Don't stay defeated. Rise. Jesus calls you. He's calling unto you. He's calling your name. Be of good comfort. Be of good cheer. Be at peace. Be full of faith. 
Hallelujah. For he's calling you. Rise. Thank the Lord and shine for thy light is come. Notice what he did in verse 50. He casting away his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. That old garment that he had had with him for who knows how long. Bible doesn't say. But I don't know what kind of garment you've been carrying around with you. It's time to cast it aside. Cast it aside. Don't let, don't hold on to the things from the past. Past hurt, past bitterness, past beliefs, past ideologies, worldly ideologies. Cast it away. Rise and come to Jesus. And Jesus answering and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Did you notice, you know the Bible says that that this man blind Bartimaeus, the Bible said he was by the highway side begging. This means he was a poor man. He had no financial means. And Jesus said, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Notice that he didn't ask for a million shekels. Notice that he didn't ask for some kind of a provision of an earthly means. But he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. That's an interesting development to me because he understood if he had sight, then he could proceed with life. Hallelujah. The way God intended him to live it. And the Lord said, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I believe somebody right now needs to believe God for the miracle working power in your life. What kind of an impossible situation have you found yourself facing, you or your family? A loved one, perhaps. The Bible said that the Lord called him. And he was of good comfort. He rose. He cast away all of his preconceived notions, all of the old garments. He cast away that old garment, rose, and came to Jesus. And Jesus said, what will you that I should do unto you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. He said, your faith hath made you whole. Go your way. And immediately he received his sight And I love the last part of the verse 52 of Mark chapter 10. And followed Jesus in the way. Hallelujah. The old song said, I'm in the way. Hallelujah. The bright and shining way. I'm in the glory land way. We've got to get ourselves to Jesus. Let him open our eyes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, that's... That needs to be the prayer of every child of God. It needs to be the prayer of every human being. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may receive my sight. I'm tired of seeing things the way this world wants me to see them. I'm tired of seeing people the way this world wants me to see them. I'm tired of seeing God the way this world wants me to see God. I'm tired of seeing my future the way the devil wants me to see my future. I'm tired of seeing my past the way the devil wants me to see my past. I'm tired of seeing my current circumstances the way the devil wants me to see my current circumstances. Lord, that I may receive my sight. I need a miracle healing touch from Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, God. Give him praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you and give you praise in Jesus' name. We're going to continue on. Let's look at the other Uh, In Mark chapter 8, we're going to read another passage of Scripture concerning a miracle of Jesus and the opening of sight to the blind. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. The Bible says in Mark chapter 8, verse 22, Jesus cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, and I want you to notice that he spit on his eyes. Now we have become very conscious of respiratory droplets. Jesus spit in his eyes. Now, 
Spit from Jesus doesn't make people sick. Spit from Jesus makes people whole. Amen. He spit in his eyes and put his hands on him, and he asked him if he saw aught. So he spits in the man's eyes. First of all, he took him by the hand and led him out of the town. Jesus took this blind man by the hand and he led him out of the town in Mark chapter 8. Sometimes God has to get us out of this marketplace that's deafening and full of doubt and full of anger and full of hostility. And we talked about Sunday, the fact that we've got to tune out this world. The reason we have to tune this world out right now is because all of the darkness of this world and all of the pain of this world and all of the doubtful, the Bible calls it doubtful disputations. All of the doubtful disputations of this world are and can be so deafening. Jesus took him by the hand, led him out of the town. And God will do that with you. He will put you in a quiet place and he will begin to minister to you as an individual. And the scripture said he put his hands upon him, upon his, his, upon him, and asked him, do you see anything? And this is what the man said. He looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. He sees men, but they look like trees to him. And they're walking. I don't know if he, I don't know exactly when he was Blinded, if he had ever seen a tree or if he had just heard them described. But when he saw men, he said, now these men look like trees to me walking around. So he didn't see clearly. Jesus spit in his eyes and he didn't see clearly. Jesus led him out of the town, put his hands on him, operated in the miraculous. And he still didn't see quite clearly. Don't be discouraged if you see someone who's had an experience with Jesus Christ and they still don't see things quite clearly. Notice what happens in verse number 25. After that, Jesus put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly. If you're not seeing clearly, you need another touch from Jesus. And another touch, and another touch, and another touch. Don't ever stop coming into the presence of Almighty God and letting Jesus minister his mighty power to you. Hallelujah. He can minister to you in such a way. You might look around, and when you see people, it, it, you, you might look at them in a way that they're not showing up just the way they need to. And you might have the wrong perspective about certain things. And you might see things incorrectly. Maybe you're influenced by some past experience that's, that's causing your vision to be tainted. You need another touch from Jesus. You need another touch from Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, I pray in the name of the Lord that every person who's ever had an encounter with Jesus Christ would have a fresh and a new encounter with Jesus Christ. One that can adjust our vision, adjust our sight to be able to see things clearly the way God intends us to see them. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm telling you that just one touch can do it. And if you walk out of the presence of God and you still have an incorrect perspective, come back into the presence of God and let him touch you again. Let him minister to you again and again and again and however long it takes for the great light to shine in your life. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 9, another instance and the final instance that we're going to be discussing of when Jesus healed the blindness of an individual. John chapter 9 and verse 1, Jesus passed by. He saw a man which was blind from his birth. His disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. See what happened in that passage of Scripture. Because this man had a, 
an ailment or a disability, the disciples automatically assumed that something was done wrong, either by him or his parents. Jesus said to them, no, 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 you, you don't understand. Neither he nor his parents brought this on him. But he is in this position because the glory, the works of God should be made manifest in him. I don't know what circumstances you were born into or what circumstances you fell into or what circumstances befell you. But I want you to know that all things can work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. And these circumstances, whatever they may be, God can use them for the glory of God that it should be manifest in you. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. I am the light of the world. I, I, I pray we get that mentality. I pray we get that so deep in our soul. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But there's another place where he looked at his disciples and said, ye are the light of the world. So in other words, just as he was the light of the world, we are to be the light of the world. And that is what opens the eyes of the blind. Hallelujah. As long as I'm in the world, ladies and gentlemen, I am the light of the world. As long as you're in the world, you are the light of the world. That's why we can't get discouraged with the world around us. And whatever problems exist in our society and in our world, we cannot run and hide. As long as we're here, we shine the light. As long as we're here, hallelujah, we are the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground. He, there he is again. He, he spit on the ground. Respiratory droplets. And he spits on the ground and he made clay of the spittle. He anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. Hallelujah. Now, I, I love this image. It's one of the most, it's one of the most um, maybe complicated miracles Jesus performed simply because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to people. He spits in the ground. That, that just seems unusual that Jesus would spit in the ground. And, of course, we see in the other Mark chapter 8 where he, he spit in the man's eyes. In this case, he spits in the ground. Now, I want to just tell you, I see an object lesson in that. Just that, 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 that act of those respiratory droplets coming from his mouth and descending to where? To the earth. To the dust of the ground. See, I see the word of God coming out of his mouth. And, and, and that's one thing we've learned about respiratory droplets in this process. Even as I'm speaking right now, there is and are respiratory droplets flying through the air because of the speaking and the enunciation, the force of voice. So when God said everything he said in creation, there were respiratory droplets coming out of his mouth. I see as he spits in the ground, I see the descension of God into the earth. The word Coming down into the earth, the word made flesh. When the respiratory droplets touched the ground, hallelujah, touched the dust of the ground. To me, I see God coming down into this earth and mixing with the clay. The Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. The Bible said he sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. And just as the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary, and here came Jesus, 100% divine, 100% human, God manifest in the flesh, so did that spittle come from his mouth and hit the earth, and he mixed the spittle, 
the respiratory droplet, he mixed it with the clay, made, mixed it with the dust, made clay out of it, put it in the man's eyes, and said, go wash in the pool of scent or Siloam. And the man, when he did, came back seeing. Hallelujah. Seeing. I'm going to tell you what will open the eyes of the blind in our world is the raw, unadulterated, unabashed preaching of the mighty God in Christ. You have to remember, we all do, God was in Christ. And, and, and he told us the purpose, reconciling the world unto himself. And then he said to us, I have committed unto you the word of reconciliation. And I have committed unto you the ministry of reconciliation. Both the word and the ministry of reconciliation exist in us. And the reconciliation is found in the message that God was in Christ reconciling the world, the world, the world. That means everybody. Reconciling the world unto himself. Hallelujah. This is how the blind will see. This is how the darkness can be, can be enlightened. This is how people can have the scales fall from their eyes. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Lord, open the eyes of our world. Lord, open the eyes of this generation. Lord, open the eyes of this generation. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible warned us and told us, listen, you've got a candle, but don't put a bushel over it. You've got a candle, but don't put a bushel over it. Hallelujah. You've, you've got the light, but don't put a bushel over the light. The scripture teaches us you're a city, but, and you're on a hill. Don't let anything hide you. Let the world see the church for who the church is. Hallelujah. Let the light, the glorious light of the gospel, so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus came to open the eyes of the blind, and he's going to do it with the glorious light that is the life of Jesus Christ lived through the lives of his, of his precious people, the church of the living God. Hallelujah. Can you receive that tonight? Can you receive that in your heart, in your soul, in your mind? Come on, we've got to have a revival. A revival of revelation, a revival of truth, a revival of prayer, a revival of seeking God. My Lord, have mercy. You know what? I feel so hopeful tonight because His church, hallelujah, is in this world. And as long as we are in this world, we are the light of this world. Glory to God. Lift up your hands, would you? Lift up your hands in your home. Thank you, Jesus. I can't wait to see you here on July 8th. But right now, lift up your hands unto the Lord and magnify His holy name. We thank you, O oh God, and we give you all praise. We thank you, God, and give you all praise and glory and honor and majesty. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We love you. We thank you, O oh God. Come on, let the light shine. Let the light shine in your own heart. Let the light shine in your own heart. I know that I know that you need a refreshing touch from God right now. Just lift up your hands and your voices and your heart unto the Lord and let the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ shine. Oh, hallelujah. 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 We love you, Lord. We praise you, O oh God. We magnify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We exalt the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Here's what I want us to do every day between now and Sunday. Tomorrow's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I want you to be intentional and do something. Do something. 
reach out to someone and show forth the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Our world needs it right now. And we are the only ones who can bring it. The church, the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus, have mercy. Our God is good. Our God is great, and He is greatly to be praised. I rebuke every intimidating spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no authority. You have no power. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. He is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And we confess it with our mouth. We believe it in our heart. And we're going to show forth His praises of Him who hath called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, one more time. Praise Him with me in the name of the Lord. We love you, O God. And we receive the light of your great countenance. Hallelujah. Make your face to shine upon us. Make your face to shine upon our world. And illuminate us with the glory of Almighty God. We love you, Lord Jesus. And we praise your holy name. In the precious and the matchless and the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said, in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We'll see you Sunday. In the meantime, let's do a work for the Lord. God bless you.